All right. Um, okay. Well, we're recording, so now you've got lots of material to start the show with. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, you can even use that. <laughs> Stoppers, the show where we try and stop the plot of a movie. My name is Pat, and with me, as always, is my buddy Mike. Hey, good evening, Patrick. How are you? How are you, sir? It is good, good to be back with you again. Hey, you too. So, what movie are we pumping the brakes on this evening? We're taking a crack at the great Shawshank Redemption. Excellent. This is I mean, this is one of the best and maybe one of the first DVDs I ever owned. You know, all right. So funny story. I went looking for this because I swore to you and myself that I owned it in my collection, which at some point we'll probably have to talk about. Um, I could have sworn I had this movie and right. I looked through all my DVDs and my VHS tapes and it was it was unavailable, which is just ridiculous. I can't imagine that you don't have this movie. I it makes no sense. I Mike, I've got Samurai Cop on Blu-ray. I should have <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. I would imagine you would have had at least two VHS copies because you would have lost one and then bought a new one, then found it, and then you would have bought a DVD version and maybe like some limited edition anniversary so i you should have four copies of this movie announced. at the very least right yeah I, oh it, it makes no sense whatsoever um but <laughs> with that with that introduction could you tell the the listeners out there uh, a little bit about uh shawshank redemption and uh what they're in store for this evening <laughs> they're in store for a lot uh, <laughs> especially andy he's got he's got a lot of things going on but uh, the imdb description is Two imprisoned men bond over a number of years, finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. So that's obviously clear, right? Uh, it's well, I mean, it's succinct. I'll, I'll it give is it that. Succinct. Uh, there's definitely, you know, it's 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 vague and cryptic, I suppose. Um, and it, but it doesn't spoil anything, which is also kind of nice. <laughs> that's true. That yeah. is very true. Uh, yeah. So I think that. Um, as we go through the entire story here, um, there are plenty of places where we want to keep everything moving along for Andy because of finding redemption in the end. He has to go through a bunch of shit to get there. Um, but I also would love to save Andy some horrifying scenes if we can do that tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, so if you want to if you want to play that game like. <laughs> you know, help Andy find redemption. Yeah. Sure. We can, we can do that or we can help find Andy some, I don't know, save some face and torture. Yeah. You can't in this, in this movie and especially in this show, you cannot have both. <laughs> you cannot. No, that is very true. <laughs> no, it's either you can have a quick exit um, or you can have the redemption. You can't have, yeah, you can't <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's right. 
That's right. So I think even in the end, and if anyone hasn't seen the movie and is listening to this podcast, that would be shocking. Right, that would be shocking. So we're not going to spoil anything from the from the start by uh, talking about what happens in the end. But I do think that um, Andy, correct me if I'm wrong with this, because of everything he goes through, has a much more of a satisfying life by the end of the film than he would have if none of this had ever happened. Huh. Um... say. I you know what that's a that's a very interesting way of looking at it. Um, I don't know. I think I think he eventually would have gotten gotten to where he ended up, um, probably much quicker and uh, I would say through a much easier path. <laughs> like meeting some therapy and just meeting someone else on like you know the 1940s version of Tinder. Is that what you're saying? Right. Right. I mean, that... Uh, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> but you're really trying to... You're trying to put a, you know, a, a cherry on top of this ice cream sundae of fucking hell that he went through. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can do that. Um, I'd like to say... I'd like to say uh, the ending... The ending of the movie is satisfying... If I remember correctly, in the book, uh, which this movie is based on, uh, written by Stephen King, um, and if you haven't read it, I I recommend you checking it out. I don't think I don't think the book ends with the final scene of him. Can we? I can I bring that up now? Like, I mean, we are going to talk. Whatever you want, Pat. Okay, so the end of the movie. Morgan Freeman's character red um, is walking down the beach and finds Andy working on a boat, which was like his, his hope slash dream project that he talked about while in prison. Um, I think in the book, it ends where he finds the little tin and the note uh, from Andy under that big tree uh, that he told him to go look. You remember that rock wall? Um, and he found the note and I think the book ends with him saying, I hope I have the, something like the courage to, to, to follow him and, and make my way down there. Mm -hmm. Um, so for the film version, they added, they added that little bit where you're like, oh, cool. The friends are back together again. And, you know, it did look nice. I mean, they're on a Mexico beach together. They're not in prison anymore and they get to maybe have beers on the beach and work on the boat and maybe yeah, sounds great. when they do get a fix i mean it's it yeah, looks it like great. um very satisfying ending it was a very satisfying ending it was i'm glad they did that. i'm glad they changed it for the book then it worked yeah yeah it would have sucked if, if if red was like eh, i don't know going it would have been me i would have been like eh, i mean i could get caught it's really far i get sick on buses you know I... yeah. traveling on bus from new england to mexico does not sound like you know, it doesn't sound like a journey that I'd want to take. Also, as we're skipping all the way to the end, we'll talk about it. There's no way the clue of, hey, there's a piece of black volcanic glass that has no business being in a hayfield. I would have never found this thing. Like, I can't find my keys in my house. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, really? they're in the kitchen. Like, the kitchen is 10 by 12. I, I still couldn't find them if they're not on the hook where they should always be. 
that's it. Also, and Andy Andy Dufresne's, you know, made a massive assumption, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. well, I, I'm assuming he he went and and you know, or he planned after he escaped prison. All right, I'm going to put this giant lava rock. Uh, in this wall and in behind that lava rock is going to be, uh, you know, the tin with some money and, you know, a note saying, you know, hey, you've come this far. If maybe you come a little further. Um, uh, also, when Andy was putting the the money in the letter under the rock, do you think at some point as he was looking for the rock to use? He would have been like, wait, did I did I tell red green volcanic glass? A black volcanic glass. Like, so maybe if, actually, what, what if the cops pulled different. up and found him like at a lava rock store? <laughs> yeah. Like any number of things could have gone wrong. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't think of that. There was a lot of time for him to get out, leave the bank, and then figure out. I got to find this piece of rock that I described to Red that I didn't have yet, unless he already known that this piece, this rock, was somewhere. There's no yeah, way, right? He had to go yeah, get he it. Had it available, right? Where? Yeah, where? I mean, when's the last time a volcano erupted in New England? I think that's where Shawshank Prison was, right? That's where. Yeah, I think that's where the story took place. Yeah, I think every, the prison's yeah. actually in Ohio, by the way. Oh, really? If I did my inner, my research correctly. Oh, okay. So then he had to go all the way to New Hampshire, New England, where all of Stephen King's stories take place, yeah. and then make his way from. Yeah. Like, let me get you as far as possible from Mexico and then tell you to go to Mexico. (laughs) Good plan. Good plan, Andy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So we've kind of, uh, we we jumped to the end there and we don't need to stop the end. We can have fun with all of this. But I think that where do we think things have gone horribly wrong for our characters where if they just made one different decision... All of these things could have stopped. And this even includes Red. Uh, we don't know much about his story. Um, we know there was an armed robbery, right? Um, and he, I guess he killed a guy. Um, yes. But uh, we have a little more insight into Andy and how he got there. So I guess we should kick this off on where we think we would stop this thing. Um, so if you have one at the uh, tip of your tongue, do you want to you start off? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with with uh my my first plot stop is going to be quick exit get him out of the misery that is going to come in the 20 plus years that he's going to spend in this prison. Mm-hmm. Um and that is going to be the first night in prison where him and all of the new guys are marched to their cells. Uh, I believe Red says as naked as jaybirds. Um, <laughs> and they all start taking bets on who's going to crack first. Yeah. Um, and then Haywood, by, uh, played by William Sadler, uh, bets that Andy Dufresne is going to crack first. Um, in the movie, it was the... Uh, I think it was a chubby fella that ended up getting hysterical and crying when they were all chanting fresh fish. Um, (laughs) In this plot stop, Andy Dufresne is the one that cracks. And rather than shut up, he continues to cry. And Captain Hadley, 
played by the amazing Clancy Brown. He is amazing. Drags Tim Robbins from his cell and beats him to death with his nightstick. Although I think the original prisoner survived the most of the night and then died in the morning before the doctor showed up. So right. we're just going to do a little switcheroo. And instead of the big fat guy getting beaten to death by Captain Hadley, it's Andy Dufresne um, that that enjoys the the fresh fish beating and dies his first night in prison. Um, and I think we're looking at about uh, five minutes into the movie at this point. <laughs> that is that is early after the delousing. I think that would have killed me. I would have choked on it. Yeah, I, I, out, I think. can you can you refuse that? Can you just be like, hey, I'm I'm actually deloused. I mean, he was a financial banker. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to check. Uh, I have to check some records here, but no, I don't think you can refuse things in prison. I think when you're given an order, uh, I think that's pretty much. I think that's the end of the story. What do you think? I, I right? I, you know, they can't say like, hey, Hadley. You know what? Easy on the delousing stuff. I'm good. I don't have any. Uh, viruses or lice or anything like that i think that would work out well for you yeah you know if you you tell the guard like you know it's like a, a salad buff salad bar of like options you know yeah that's usually like what it's like right you know if you'd like to strip you know please do if not don't worry about it um and but if you do strip you know we recommend delousing and again totally optional um <laughs> and you know, it'd be like a whole bunch of like little things you'd have to initial and check off, like, you know, online notifications and stuff like that. Like, you know, do you <laughs> do you opt in to receive these emails and delousing? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's 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 what I'm going with. First night beating to death and Andy Dufresne is free. You know, spiritually speaking. <laughs> yeah, he leaves. He, he leaves us all in that scenario. Right. So I, yeah, I mean, I as that's what a bunch of the guys thought it was going to be Andy, right? Um, so that was part of his character, though, that he was just kind of a stone cold kind of like, hey, I'm just going to deal with what's going on here, right? So it's interesting. I'm not sure if he would have gone that route. Why do you think he didn't go that route, Andy, and freak out? Um, that's a good question. I think he was probably a little bit in shock. Um, yeah. he, he's also a financial planner, so I have to imagine he's methodical and organized. Yeah, know. as they all are, sure. And it was probably like the best thing for me to do is just shut the heck up and, you know. Wait it out. Right. Yeah. Clearly crying out in the prison in the middle of the night is not a good move um, at all. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, buy and hold, you know. Are you talking about the investment philosophy or the company itself? <laughs> Both. Yeah, neither, neither was a good move. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I have to imagine just keeping your mouth shut is probably the best thing to do. So, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I get across the board, uh, no pun intended, in prison, keeping your mouth shut is a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty early. That that definitely saves Andy. I mean, he dies in this scenario, but at least he doesn't go through um, his uh, relationship with the sisters, which is um, not ideal. Uh, so. No, no, I'm definitely not. No, no. Um, 
All right. So do you have others? Do you want to go through them now or do you want to kind of go back and forth here? Yeah, let's let's see what you have, because okay. I mean, I've kind of, as I said, I've removed the entire redemption part of the Shawshank Redemption. It's really just it's more like the Shawshank, uh, you know, vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's a Shawshank vacation. A long weekend, actually. It's a Shawshank long weekend. Shawshank one night stand. Yeah. Brought to you by Sandals. Exactly. <laughs> Sandals, New England. Yeah. Um, all right. So for me, when I was watching this, I'm thinking earlier than than actually being in prison. So I want to avoid him even having to go so they open up with him or maybe this the movie might open up with uh in court i I don't remember but um he's sitting in the car drinking with the gun and the bullets right um and i guess he's outside his own house and his wife is having the affair with the golf pro yes i think that's correct whether it's his house or whatever right um and he just he leaves and tosses his gun off the bridge into the river. They can't find it. This is the big problem because now there's no proof that it's not his gun that did it. My thing is, you're that worked up about this. You've got the gun, the bullets. Uh, he's likely not going to pull the trigger. Just go inside and confront them. Because even if he did that and they were already dead, well, the cops, you would have maybe called the cops. Maybe the cops are already on their way. Who knows? But at least he would have been there. It would have looked suspicious, but he would have had the gun that clearly wasn't the one that fired the bullets. And he would have been, he wouldn't have been a suspect. Let me ask you this. Do you know what year this part of the movie is set in? Um, when he first, I guess, committed these or allegedly committed these murders. Uh, he's convicted of murder here in 1947. Okay. All right. So you're laying, you're laying, um, a substantial amount of confidence on the crime scene tactics and wherewithal of the detectives of 1947. I think, only though that they bring this up in the trial that he said i tossed my gun over and the prosecutor says we went through the river everyone went through the river couldn't find it so they couldn't match the bullets in the victims with his gun so it sounds to me like there would have been ballistics at that time it wouldn't be able to tell that those bullets are not fired from his gun now maybe they could have argued it was another gun that he got rid of, but I feel like this was a better shot for him to confront them. And he would have gotten off instead of just, you know, driving away. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if he confronted them, well, here's another thing to consider. If he confronted them prior to the actual murder, the golf pro leaves then the real murderer comes in and kills his wife and Andy Dufresne. And you get your, your ending. Which, yeah. You again, know. you just killed Andy again quicker than yeah. I did. You yeah. monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and either way, no redemption. 
No, no, no Shawshank either in your case. No, yeah, there's no. Yeah, it, it's, it's straight like, up, straight yeah. up. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty early. So as you know, I like to try to go as early as possible. Like get right in there. Opening credits aren't even done yet. I like to stop that there. You know. Well, you. I, I mean, you scored a hit there because I think the <laughs> I think the credits are still rolling during the courtroom drama, right? It's suspect though. To your point, there's a lot of assumptions being made here with this. I just feel like he should just win in the damn house. Hmm. Yeah. Had he had he not gone into the house. He's and not throwing the gun away. Actually, if you stick to the not getting rid of the gun, yeah, sure. Um, and then they find him in the car, and the gun has all the bullets in it. And he is, you know, I think he was drinking, he was drinking his bourbon or something in the car, wasn't he? Before he, he you know, which is always, always a good thing to do before you plan on killing your wife in the golf pro. Yeah, well, I mean, you gotta loosen up a little, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, I mean, you're, you're an avid golfer. Is, 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 is this like a fear that all of you golfers have that you're going to come home and find your wife in bed with a, with a golf pro? Like this is, no. okay. It's, There's it's no not for me whatsoever. because I'm not part of any country club. I'm not at that level. Oh, I gotcha. So I'm not around golf pros. I see. Nor I would see. anyone I know be around golf pros. Okay. It would have to be more like the landscaper. That's like who's in my world. Oh, okay. Mailman. Oh, so that's that's a real that's a real threat right there that yeah. you're concerned with. Yeah. Yeah. Very concerned. Well, I do my own landscaping, so I guess, you know So your <laughs> wife is constantly hitting on the landscaper. <laughs> I would like to say yes to that. <laughs> Constant is too strong a word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say quarterly, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, quarterly hit. All yeah, right. like, a, <laughs> like, hey, who's that guy mowing the lawn? Oh, it's my husband. That's right. <laughs> hey, who's that by the hedges? Oh, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I think this is our, our precursor to uh Stopping Andy from having to go through all the crap. But I think now more fun is once we're in the prison. And Always. maybe we're not killing off Andy, but we're like, hey, man, you can make some different calls to make things a little bit easier for yourself. Um. Yes. Well, the other one that I have in mind also uh, does not involve redemption. It involves an exit, but just not as early. Um, okay. Yeah. So I... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straightforward with you. Most of my plot stops, are, they're they're really designed to just stop this plot. They really have nothing to do with like me giving a shit about Andy Dufresne at all. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't care about him. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the character. I think he's great. But you know, the name of the show is Plot Stoppers. It's not you know right, stop yes. the plot, and make us feel good about yes. you know any of the characters. I very clinical <laughs> approach to stopping these plots. It's without prejudice that I do this, Mike. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and the easiest way. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you another one. And then maybe after this, I'll see if I can think of one where it doesn't involve Andy Dufresne. Um, yeah. So in this next plot stop, which is probably still, I want to say in the first quarter of the movie, um, he is, 
has already been the victim of the sisters, um, mm. who by now in the movie we know is a uh, group of gentlemen who are led by Boggs Diamond. Um, uh, they enjoy, uh, for lack of a better word, raping Andy um, routinely. There yeah. isn't a better word for it. that's that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah they're <laughs> straight up. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Straight it. up, yeah. So they're they're not they're not good to him. Um anyway, this plot stop, they come at him, as they like to mm-hmm. say, uh in the projection booth while yeah. everyone in the prison is watching the movie. Um they threaten to well, they threaten to put a screwdriver through Andy's head if mm-hmm. he does not service them orally. He tells them if you cause any kind of brain damage to him, uh, it causes the victim to bite down very hard, mm-hmm. which they're, you know, they don't believe him at first. And I guess he convinces them and pisses them off and they beat the living shit out of him. Uh, in this plot stop, they don't believe him and force him to do that. And he tries to bite down and they drive the screwdriver through his head during the act, thus uh, killing Andy Dufresne and stopping the movie, the plot, the redemption. Yeah, so once again, Andy, Andy's eliminated. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and double down on what I what I said before. If we're trying to stop the plot, I don't yeah. think there can be redemption. Um, I like your I like your wholesome attitude and spirit here mike but i don't think it's useful <laughs> i don't know i think i can get him i think i can get him to do i think i can get him through the prison a little i don't think quicker because he's got to dig the hole still right? yes but i think i can get him around my next thing is really getting him around the sisters as well but not okay. through death yeah well Next one's on you. Let's see. Okay. So my, my thing is red already warns him about the sisters. So he's already, he already understands Boggs and the crew. He sees them. He knows who they are. So he's not going to be caught off guard. At least the first time that they, they come at him. So of course the first time there was any kind of contact with Boggs is in the shower. And this is where Boggs says, I think he says, anyone get to you yet or anyone come at you yet is that what he says yeah, i think so yeah it's one of those it's one of those right yeah i, really I gotta watch it with the subtitles and andy just kind of does his you know first night in prison kind of thing and just doesn't doesn't do anything doesn't say anything just kind of looks at him moves away he should have just been like oh yeah like rob and joe over there like yeah they already got me yeah, yeah they're, i'm already with those guys that's it that's a great idea. Right? And yeah. Be like, oh, hey, man, like, you know, just tell him, just make it seem like, you know, you're with, you know, yada, whatever, you know? And okay, so some cigarettes. Robin, Rob and Joe are our are new friends. Yeah. <laughs> Boggs is going to be like, oh, all right, you know, they got, they got, they got dibs on this guy. You're, yeah. So you're, you're making an assumption that there's some honor amongst the prisoners, like, oh, okay, that's his piece of, stuff that only they can have i'll mm-hmm. need to talk to them and you know 
there. All right, so that's the first flaw in the plan there. What if he does go and <laughs> talk to Robin Joe and they're like, nah, we didn't, no, nah, we got to make the deal with Robin Joe first because he's already got a heads up about these guys. He's got to like start coming up with some kind of plan. So, you, all right, you're okay. No, okay. You know what? Then I'm not going to punch any holes in this because <laughs> yeah, please, you, yeah, please don't. Financial, <laughs> financial planner Andy would have said, hey, Robin Joe, you know, watch my back. You know, if, uh, you know, the only flaw, well, I mean, obviously there's many, but if the only flaw is like, what if Rob and Joe are like, no, dude, we're totally going to rape you. Then. <laughs> like, no. mm. So instead of getting raped by the sisters, he's getting raped by Rob and Joe. Yeah, maybe. I guess it's a possibility, Pat, you know, I guess, you gotta, you know, you got to take a shot. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you prison, got to, you got to so do something. I have to imagine like it's it's Club Med for, you know, deviant style activity. Um, more so than Club Med is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been to either, so I can tell you. <laughs> Imagine prison on a beautiful island. <laughs> Maybe that's a bad comparison. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so okay. So I I think in my in this scenario, if it did work out, now he doesn't have to deal with the sisters. He just deals with every everything else. Then just happens. So I'm just stopping a part of the plot to make Andy's life a little bit less horrifying. But that's yeah. It. So he can All still right. get redeemed. He still has to escape. He's still got to see Tommy die. That whole thing. So you are your plot is not really a plot stop. It's more like a plot massage. It kind of helps him get his redemption without all the rape. Yeah, exactly. Because like, if the whole movie is like, I don't know, six short stories, I'm stopping one of the short stories. Oh, I see what you're doing. This is this is more like a a plot a plot deviation. It's a plot deviation. Yeah, or a plot turn. Yeah. Plot three point turn, or well, we're not going plot backwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah, plot jump. Let's to get together with marketing and figure out the right term. It's our new show, Plot Jumpers. <laughs> Yeah. How to make Shawshank Redemption rape free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think right. I, that's one of the ones where it's like, I, I, you know, not to take this to a dark place, but it's, it, we're there. We're already there. It, that's one of those. And even Morgan Freeman's narration says like, you know, I'd like to tell you that things worked out for Andy, but prison is prison. And, you know, I, I think, you know, that's one of the whole like parts of the story that you are just like, wow, I feel really bad for this guy, especially if he is actually innocent, you know. Um, and that the other thing that's kind of interesting is the first time I watched it, I wasn't totally sure because yeah, they all said they the were innocent. Yeah, they were not sure, yeah. And then you find out you find out from the young guy that comes in later on that he teaches to get his high school diploma. Mm. Um, that he was in a cellmate or he had a cellmate that actually bragged about doing the murder. Yeah. With the laughing guy. Yeah. And then they were all like, Oh my God, Andy's actually innocent. Not like innocent, innocent, but for real innocent. You know? yeah. So, um, and at that point I'm like, Oh, all right. This guy is actually a good dude. Yeah. 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 Um, Tim Robbins is a giant man too, by the way. Like I, it would take three people to hold him down and do oh, business definitely. on him. 
You know, I, I like there must, I, I, if I was Boggs, I probably would have been like, ah, it sucks that the fat guy got killed. We probably could have had our way with him for without any fighting at all. You know? Uh, yeah. They never really describe what the, uh, uh, why Andy was their target too. I mean, it was a whole busload of guys, but whatever. They just skip through all that, but you're right. He is a large man. So, um, even, uh, if the, even if the character wasn't necessarily big, a smaller actor, it definitely would have been a different vibe in general. Yeah, definitely. I, I wonder why he didn't ask red. Like, you know, the only point he said, I don't think it would it, you know, would yeah, you, how about, yeah, help me out something like, yeah. Like what, 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 well, how do you prevent yourself from getting, yeah, yeah. Hit? I don't see you getting yeah. like, yeah. Attacked by the sisters. What's going on? Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, I, I, you know, buy them rock hammers once a week and they, they leave me alone. You yeah. Know? Why couldn't he have, uh, why couldn't he have asked red to get a bunch of stuff for the sisters? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, well, that's, I, I would have, I would have thrown them, you know, you know, there must've been some sort of tutorial, um, you know, and I guess you couldn't go to the guards and be like, Hey, Captain Hadley, you know, until he hooked him up with that, you know, financial yeah, eventually advice. That's the, yeah, he eventually gets there. You know, and then Captain eventually. Hadley takes care of business for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of wonder if we had did stop the whole sister scenario, if he would have ever um, mentioned to Hadley the whole thing about his taxes, he probably would have because he's just a curious guy anyway. But he was really doing that to try to get in good favor with the guards. So, maybe... do you, do you think so? I thought he was doing it more to like get the guys on the roof. Like, uh, I don't know, just the w- the way they described it in the movie it was sort of like him wanting to feel free for a minute yeah. even if it's only for like you know yeah, a couple of minutes um yeah i think it's just it'll be normal yeah i think that's yeah feel normal feel useful you know, yeah a couple of a couple of beers on the roof in the sun i mean that's that's kind of yeah, those beers must have hit those guys hard after working oh, on a roof in the sun all morning and then three beers for the first time in 15 years is that what it was right it, they yeah. get he, he did get them a couple yeah, I think they, I think they had three beers apiece or something, if I remember right. Yeah, what a, no, that was a good that was a good deal. Yeah, so I think he was totally, you know, I think I think the the helping out Captain Hadley was like a fringe benefit of trying to help out his friends and himself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I kind of also thought about though, aside from the hard buzz that would have gotten from beer for the first time in forever. Um, just the feeling that, oh, you get that buzz on after three and then they're gone and they're gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just never had them. Like I had cigarettes. Like I'm okay with the cigarettes. Maybe they're making toilet wine. They never got into that. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it was just nice beer, you know? Yeah. And a buzz on something else. Um, all right. So we've got, yeah, we took a turn down there. Um, so I think as we move forward now, um, certainly later on in the plot, we start getting into the money laundering stuff. Yes. Um, so Andy gets out of the laundry, which I mean, to make matters worse, he's getting attacked. He's getting gang raped by the sisters 
And then after that, he's got to go back and do laundry. Like that is just laundry's awful on its own. Not to mention to top that off with the rest of his day. So he's glad to be out of that. So now he starts doing taxes, right? Is that is that what starts happening? Uh, I think after he helped out at the library, one of the guards came and asked him to set up uh like a trust fund or something for his trust kids for my kids educations exactly yes <laughs> yeah and then that spiraled into doing taxes for half the guards then all the guards then the other guards at other prisons and um and then i think the that's when the warden got involved yeah and that's when the laundering started when they started using the prisoners is cheap labor because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he was like undercutting everybody's uh, yeah. bids because he was free. Yeah. Like bad job by the newspapers at this point. Like this thing's been going on under the like, oh, wow, this new bridge only cost the town eight dollars. I don't know how they <laughs> pulled that off. <laughs> and he's got to send them like books he stole from prison from them. Like, I don't know. <laughs> eight dollars. Eight dollars and a blueberry pie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, geez, yeah, they're really, really all over. Uh, so I think that could be another plot stop for me with the whole prison labor and money laundering is, hey, media, why don't you get your shit together and just ask like three people a question about where all this work's coming from and the whole thing would have been shut down. Yeah, they probably would have closed the prison if they found out about the the warden earlier. Yeah. This is yeah. It's ridiculous. See, I mean, I really appreciate where where you're going. Every plot <laughs> stop I have in my mind, Andy Dufresne dies. I've already thought of like three more and I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, that's not good. You know, but they are legitimately like, oh, well, that'll stop the plot. Oh, yeah. It also stops Andy Dufresne's life. I like like, I'm thinking that. like, what if? What if Captain Hadley didn't stop short on that roof and he was like, hey, if there's no reason why you don't trust us, what, you know, if you do trust your wife, there's no reason why you can't keep your money. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or even just like lost his balance a little bit. Yeah. Like, as we said, Andy's a big guy. It's not like he had some like 120 pound guy and he outweighs him by like 150 pounds. And he's bigger than he is. Yeah. Yeah. He Clancy, have, like, Clancy Brown is gigantic, tangles. too. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, but still like, you know, like what if he like early on in the movie, he pissed, he pissed Haywood off. Haywood could have stabbed him in the yard. You know, any, anything could have happened, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> it's like, sorry, sorry, Andy. <laughs> we have three deaths for you for Andy so far. We have after the, after the first night, then the, uh, the spear whatever you, I don't know what that is. The all. I don't know. The what screwdriver, a screwdriver in the, in the head during the blowjob uh, movie scene. Yeah, off the roof. Sure. Yes. You know, I mean. All possibilities. Okay, how about when Brooks was going nuts in the library because he didn't want to go free and he was, uh, well, he had a knife and and he tried to stop him instead of stabbing, uh, I think he was, I think he was holding a knife to Haywood. Yeah. He, Andy Dufresne breaks it up and Brooks stabs Andy in the neck like, by he accident. He stabs him like right in the throat. Yep. All right. Andy's dead again. Saying this four. That's plot four. stopped. Yeah. Plot stopped. <laughs> and then everything just moves on. I mean, whatever. yeah. 
All right. So I think now we get to the whole Tommy thing. It's actually the part of the movie that I feel like I kind of take a mental break. Like I really love the first part of the movie. Then that happens. And I really love the last part of the movie. But the whole Tommy stuff, it's not that I hate the character or anything. It just feels uh, feels off to me compared to the rest of the movie. But it is another story in and of itself. Um, so stopping this... I don't really have anything. I'd really like to think of a way that like when I watched it the first time or maybe the second time to think about the meeting with Andy and the warden and the warden's like, nah, man, I'm not going to do this. I I thought the only other way that Andy could get around this would be he has car blanche to write letters to anyone he wants, essentially. Right. You have to rebuild the library. He could have just written a letter to his lawyer. And though he didn't need the warden didn't need to know about it. I wonder Once if the lawyers involved, do you think the you know, warden checked the mail at all that I he sent think, out? I just feel like at this point it just makes it look like it's going to the library. So he probably wouldn't even think anything of it. Is he Andy probably yeah, you're right. He right? probably could have gotten like an investigator. I mean, Andy was sending a letter a week for like ten years. Yeah, you know I mean? right. So he all of a sudden, you know, like he's going to read this. Yeah, I doubt it. I would take again, I would take a shot at it either way. It would end up in the same scenario. If you read it, he would just end up in the same position. At least at least Andy, take a shot, man. Like, why is he so like upfront about his uh, you know, his conflict with some of these people? So, but other than that, then I thought, like, well, you could have said something to the warden, like, hey man, like let me out of here. I can make you 15 times the amount more or whatever. I can make you millions on the outside. That's a great that's a great idea right there right like let me out man if Look you help shit. yeah if you help set this up where yeah. we find out this guy actually did do the murders i get out and i can really make you some money yeah that's see that would have worked because the other way around he told the warden like you know um Never yeah don't worry about it you won't get in trouble what for all the stuff doing, we've been doing yeah, don't bring that shit up. You'd be like, hey, man, this is what I'm thinking, you know? Brilliant. I think the warden would have went for that, too. Instead, didn't he end up in the hole for, like, 30 days because of that? Two months. Oh, Two man. Months. Give him another month to think about it, or am I being obtuse? <laughs> I love using that term best whenever I can. No, I do, Probably too. Correct, but I, yeah. use that, I use that with the kids all the time. They it's hate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh did you this is this is a bad segue well maybe not did you ever see the family guy episode of shawshank redemption i have not you all right well that's an assignment for you and everyone else listening to this because it's they did a whole episode that was basically (laughs) shawshank it was great it's great okay i have i have one more for you yeah. Uh, and then I think I'm going to be out of <laughs> going to be out of steam. Yeah. Um, and this one obviously involves Andy, but I'm going to keep him alive. Uh, oh, damn. OK. Yep. Um, but chance of redemption still minimal um, in in this in this scene. It's early in the movie. It's probably the first time he meets the warden. It's during room inspection. The warden walks in, uh, Hadley says, you know, a couple of items of contraband, but nothing to get in, a, I think he says, a twist over. 
Um, And he sees that Andy has a Bible, which obviously we learn (laughs) later on is the, uh, I guess, the holster for his rock hammer. Talk about risky. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So the warden, two things could happen here. The warden opens up the Bible, which he doesn't have to do. I think it's kind of cool. They do like a back and forth quote, uh, you know, exchange with one another. I was, you know, not a religious man in any sense of the word, but anyone that's that's memorized whole sections of the Bible with the verses. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think the trick is, though, you just memorize like five of them. And then you sound like, yeah, so yeah. when that sixth one comes, it's like, yeah, that's all I got. You yeah, know? at that point, everyone's tuned out. No one's paying attention. Yeah. But they were all, like, they were all really good. They were very, like, on the nose and, you know, like, just all about prison and, you know, the keeper and the shepherd and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. Um, so in this plot stop, he doesn't open the Bible, but he does go and lean against the poster on the wall. <laughs> And his arm goes through the poster because yeah. he does make a comment at one point saying, I don't know if I'm too fond of, you know, the pictures, but yeah. I'm willing to overlook them. But before overlooking them, his hand goes through the wall and obviously sees the work that Andy's already done with the rock hammer on the wall. And Andy gets moved to the maximum security wing of the prison. I'm not going to say the whole, probably the whole for a little while, but then after that, he's no longer in that room. He doesn't have a rock hammer, and I don't think he gets to uh, bond with his friends over the next 20 years. Um, probably prevents him get, from getting some rape, though. Uh, so, you know, there's... I don't know. I don't know if it does prevent him. I, I think he says to him, I'll cast you down with the sodomites at one point. Oh, Okay, so yeah, maybe he gets extra rape. Yeah, he's uh, not talking this... about the new cover band at Shawshank Prison. He's talking about actual sodomites. So forceful and not yeah sodomites, I should say. Well, I mean, you know, look at the bright side. Andy's still alive. Um, he's just True. getting, you know, he's going from from regular prison and rape light to you know hardcore prison and rape premium plus. <laughs> what do you, I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah, extra. Okay. Well, I yeah. like that. I like that you kept Andy alive for a little bit. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he could be alive forever. You just, you know. Yeah. I again, I don't think. I think the redemption angle again is one of those things that's just not, not going to happen with a plot stop. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm still going to hold on to it though. That you know, I've kept him moving on through. Nonetheless, well, we can debate that at the very end, as we're nearing the very end, but. Um, along this time frame, though, I have another stop idea for Red in this case. Oh, okay. This is interesting. So, after they discover that Andy has left, bon voyage, Andy, um, he's, the, the warden's <laughs> obviously visibly upset that this guy, one, escaped, so it's embarrassing, right? So he's already fuming that this guy's out too because of all the money laundering. So his meal ticket's gone. Um, he's irate. He's screaming at everybody and he turns to red and he says something like, he must've said something. You guys are thick as thieves. You are right. And red's like, no man, not a word. The warden's like, Oh, okay. See you later. Like really (laughs) this, this evil horrifying guy isn't holding red accountable for this whole thing. And he's like, I'm never letting you out of this prison. 
that would be my stop for red. Like, there's no way after Andy's escape that he just lets all of Andy's friends just like go back to normal. Oh no, definitely not. Right? Oh, like, does the warden does the warden sit in on a parole hearing? I again, no, this is another. No. But I I just think that he has so much influence with everybody that he figures out a way to like you know he just I don't know. I would he, think he they would all get two months in the hole at least. Yeah, or at each, least names him right? as an, an accomplice in an escape, which I would imagine can delay um, his parole. Not as maybe not delay the hearings, but certainly going to influence the decision. I think once they found that rock hammer too, they'd be like, "We know exactly where." Yeah, you gave it to him. Yeah, Red's not getting out after Andy leaves. There's no way. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So sorry, Red. You're done. But then, what was it like a a week after a week after the Andy got out? Like all that stuff went to the papers, and the you know that problem pretty much took care of itself. So uh, you're ah, uh, I stand corrected, my friend. You were right about that. The warden might have been able to make Morgan <laughs> Freeman suffer a little bit, but I don't think his parole hearing was for a while he after. Probably wouldn't have filed anything official as he was so irate about trying to figure out what the hell's going on. All right, I stand corrected on this one. Red, red, red moves on. I think I no, I think you're right in the fact that I think he would have made him suffer immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He wouldn't just be like, "Oh, okay." You thanks. Know, thanks for your honesty, man. Hadley Hadley might have thrown him off the uh, off the balcony right That's, then and there. Yeah, maybe he was also older. I think they all respected Red, but nonetheless, this guy's a maniac. They're both maniacs. The the shock on all their faces though when they didn't come out for the lineup though I think I think they all assumed he hung himself that night. Um, I did when I first watched it. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a great reveal the first time you watched that. Oh, it's a great reveal. Yeah, you almost wish there was some kind of potion you could take before a movie like this that you would forget the movie so you get to experience it like the first time over and over again. Right. Yeah, this is definitely one of those. One of those, uh, you ever hear that, that that question along those same lines? Like, if you can go back and watch a movie that you've already seen and loved, like, as if you were watching it the first time, yeah. what would it be? It would be Shawshank. Really? Yeah. Like, out of the gate. That's that's your number one. Yeah, I think so. Nice. What would yours be? Like it, It'd probably be, like, Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back or something like that. Oh. I mean, oh. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a nerd. No, it's fake news. Yeah. (laughs) What? That I'm a nerd or Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) Both, I guess. (laughs) They're both fake news. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, but I think mine really would be Shawshank, yours would be Star Wars. I could see that. I should have guessed that, actually. Yeah. I was thinking like Bloodsport or something. Yeah. Well, I don't. I I can watch that. I don't need to watch that movie again. Like, I haven't seen it, you know. Kind of know from the beginning, like uh, he's gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> he's good looking. He's got muscles. <laughs> you know, everyone's against him. Yeah. Hmm. Let me guess. He's gonna fight the uh, the giant Asian man with the huge packs. Yeah, I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So I think we are. I think we're towards the end. So this is the part where we have a lot in this one, though. Where we have to decide, as a team here, how we how we would stop this thing and try to get it done as early and most plausible as possible, right? 
Um, well, I think, think from from time effort, I got to vote for yours again. I mean, you, you have that. <laughs> you have the you have the the you know the movie ending before the credits before the credits <laughs> are even done. Uh, I think that one actually might even beat my Patriot uh, rocking chair death it's scene. Close. It's close. Um, I think this one's I think this one's quicker because if you remember, <laughs> the Patriots like four and a half hours long and. <laughs> Any, you know, Mel Gibson's probably like, you know, no, we leave my name up longer. <laughs> so the credits are probably rolling like 10 minutes into that film. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm voting for yours. I think I think you are the winner again. We did talk about some of the uh, assumptions that I've made, which may not have come to fruition where yours. If Andy just freaks out, he dies. That is the end. Uh, true, true. Um, but then, you know, there's the assumption that he did, he did get killed by Captain Hadley. I mean, what I do like about yours is that it stops the plot and Andy survives. I, and I think you made a real effort to keep that poor man alive. And, and out of Shawshank, if I, if I could. Yeah. So, and as we joked earlier, you know, no Shawshank, no redemption. It's just, you know, it's just Andy, the widower. I think it, I think the movie could have just been called Andy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or or the Defrains. Andy Andy hates golf. Yes. The golf pro and Mrs. Dufresne. Yeah, that's that's it. The golf pro and Mrs. Dufresne. And then it's just Andy. He goes back to work. He's pretty sad for a while. Maybe he becomes an alcoholic. Maybe he doesn't quit drinking because you know, he's just super depressed or whatever the reason would be. And maybe he, I don't know, maybe if there's a cosmic connection, he ends up doing laundering for the warden anyway. Maybe they meet up at some, like, cribbage club. And they're like, hey. <laughs> and the warden's like, hey, you're good with numbers, aren't you? He's like, I am good with numbers, and I hate everybody. And maybe they hook up anyway. Ah. Maybe Andy ends up in Shawshank because he gets caught. Oh. Do you think they have federal prisoners there? He's drinking too much. There? He gets sloppy. Yes. Maybe Either he way, becomes he a prison guard and goes to work. Yes. I like this. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the thing that I find funny is that <laughs> it's it, it it's almost I don't want to say it's more difficult. It is slightly more difficult to stop a better movie uh and you know and not like <laughs> outright murder <laughs> you're right you have to almost rid the character because if the plot's good the story's good everything's yeah good. they've already had these discussions that we're having right. and they're like no nah, i can't do that no nah, i can't do that no nah, i can't do that yeah <laughs> i agree <laughs> this is a good one this is fun that's why these are fun that's we take on the hard work pat that's what we do here i agree yeah and we make the hard choices uh that our listeners don't have to make um <laughs> Yes. So, and it was ni- it was nice of you to drop that bloodsport breadcrumb because that'll be an upcoming episode. Oh yes, it absolutely will be. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we could do like a speed round. Bloodsport, go. We could do a speed round. Speed round of bloodsport. Yeah. Do like a speed round of Van Damme movies. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. We should do. Is that. it? Is yeah. it really though? It's a good idea. <laughs> Okay, consider it done. <laughs> All right. Oh well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, 
so thanks mike thanks for thanks everyone for tuning in and uh everyone have a uh, have a great night all right thanks matt <laughs> see you later buddy. Bye. Bye.